Welcome to the second edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. Um, I'm joined by my always co-host, Rob Abbott. Hey, Rob. Hey, how you doing, Todd? All right. Um, we will try to keep this one a little shorter and sweeter, as we promised the first time and then did not deliver. Um, but with first thing we wanted to say is thank you so much to everybody that reached out to us. And it was really, we were just thrilled with both the positive and the negative reaction. We're going to try to clean up some corrections here as well. Um, but we were certainly really thrilled that some people seem to really enjoy what we did last week. And hopefully you'll enjoy this one as well. Um, one quick note before we get going. Uh, I will be going to the Nats game tomorrow. Rob is a Mets fan. Um, but I'll be going to the Nats JMU night tomorrow night. And um, might see some of you out there. So you see the guy in the Gio Gonzalez shirt and my brand new purple and gold curly W hat. Feel free oh, to say disgusting. hi. Disgusting. <laughs> um, so we have a few things we're going to talk about tonight. First, we're going to clean up our some of our messes from last week. Then we're going to talk about um, what our each of our most anticipated game of the upcoming football season is. And lastly, we're going to do a little, uh, little ranking like we did last week of our D-Hall favorites. So hopefully uh, you guys can agree or disagree and <laughs> jump in on us um, on those as well. So... I guess I'll start with um, my own corrections from last week. One big important reminder that stuck out to me, as I said, other than that, I couldn't remember another big transfer. Uh, obviously, Justin Riscotti was a pretty big transfer for JMU, um, coming over from Louisville and leading the Dukes to the 2004 National Championship. Uh, it, it was pointed out that Brian Shore is technically a transfer, although he would fall into the category we were talking about, about people that uh, sort of technically transferred but really developed as as Dukes, we don't think of them quite that way. So Yeah, the, the Lackawanna isn't the same as the Louisville transfer. No, not at all. I'm a big Lackawanna fan, <laughs> sure, but, but he's a JMU guy through and through all the way for me. No doubt, no doubt. And um, the second thing I'd like to point out is our um, – so those of you that are deep JMU sports blog, who know the deep cuts on JMU sports blog, know that our, our buddy Mike Evangelista is our recruiting and roster expert. And he did point out to me that a lot of the transfers JMU has coming, coming in this year are not old. In fact, most of them have quite a bit of eligibility left. So they won't necessarily be you know, one-and-dones or even two-and-dones in many cases. So thanks, Mike, for the heads up on that. And then my last thing is actually not a correction. It's just a, a point. I think a lot of people pointed out that we overlooked the Scotty McGee University of Richmond game. From the 2008 season, running the punt back for the touchdown to win the game, uh, I, I don't. I can't speak for Rob. I didn't overlook that one. I just have to say that for me personally, I wasn't there, and I guess I had thought we had to leave that one to one of our friends. Um, we got an awesome email this week from a friend of ours uh, telling the story, his story of being at that game and uh, really having a great time. And maybe a different, maybe somewhere down the line, we'll have some of our Richmond buddies come on and talk about that game specifically because I know that and, means a lot to Richmond Dukes. Yeah, and actually that whole season, um, you know, it ended in disappointment in the semifinals against Montana, but that really was an exciting season. You had the Villanova game on the Hail Mary and, you know, obviously the, the App State game, which we talked about at length, and then the Scotty McGee uh, return, the blowout <laughs> against UMass early. It really was a, <laughs> was a pretty fantastic year all around, so you can't go wrong. It's good to have too many good games to choose from. Definitely. You have anything you want to throw in the uh, 
accountability well, section yeah. here, Rob. Well, yeah, um, the audio situation. People were very kind and saying, hey, we, we had trouble hearing you. Um, <laughs> I didn't listen. I will never listen. I hate the sound of my own voice. Todd edits it, and good luck with that. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't able to work the app. I'm not the strongest computer person, even though I have a JMU CIS degree. We were more on the uh, Y2K COBOL track, less on the iPhone apps. So my bad. Uh, hopefully this is working. I'm actually uh, speaking into the right end of the microphone, so to speak. Um, but I'll try better this time. Hopefully you can hear me. I love you talking about COBOL. Uh, yes, I'm a Kiesel Hall English major from JMU. I didn't. I never knew then. I still don't know now what all of you business folks are talking about. But I'll just yeah. trust Rob on this. Well, <laughs> I got out of IT, so don't worry about. It. I'm not ruining the CIS department's name. I, I faked it for three or four years and then made all a right. career switch. So yeah. let's move on. Yep. Move on. So our first thing we're going to touch on tonight is our each of our most anticipated game of the upcoming season. Um, Rob, what do you have? What, what are you thinking about this season? I- I'm guessing we might have the same one, and I mm-hmm. might have the benefit of going first. Um, for for me, it's the November 11th game against the Spiders. Um, yep. Uh, I figure that was one. Uh, given the events of, of this past weekend, um, I don't want to use the term hate. You know, let's let's take it down a notch. This is mm-hmm. I don't hate Richmond. I, I really enjoy rooting against Richmond. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy the rivalry. I kind of like how it's the – well, I don't like I wish it was every year we won, but it is kind of interesting how it's kind of every other year it bounces back and forth. Some of the greatest games that I've seen that I've been to right. have, have been Richmond. Um, they're definitely going to be out for vengeance, uh, just like we were last year or Jamie was last year. It was a great game. Uh, the past two years, these have been like the massive shootouts this year. It's, you know, Huseman came in from Chattanooga with Rocco moving on. Mm-hmm. I think it could very likely decide the CAA championship. Um mm-hmm. With Jeff Durden coming back, that's an extra added element. So right yeah. now in today's CAA, I, I kind of consider, you know, you are, you are to be, or are you, as we should say, uh, <laughs> to be the big kind of, the big rival at the moment. You know, you can go back in any given time into Delaware. That was going to be my other choice. You know, that, that's a game I always like. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely this, this Spiders game, I just, I love beating Richmond. I love the way that, that they came back and won last year in their place or, our place um so that that's the one i have circled what about you yeah i mean i put that at number one i just i'm looking ahead and and projecting too much in the season but i think the potential stakes in that game given where it falls in the schedule this year are enormous uh richmond's starting the season in the top 10 just like jmu in every major poll their quarterback is back as you said they got a new coach who's probably as good or better than the old coach um I don't think there's any doubt, you know, the heartbreak of the game day game a couple years ago, coming back to beat them last year down there. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously get a fantastic Satchmo video. Oh, take. I can't wait. <laughs> the old Richmond fan who does uploads YouTube video previews for every game um, from his bunker. <laughs> I don't know, somewhere in Richmond. Um, yeah, there's some great stuff. I, I think you're being kind, Rob, about uh, not using the word hate and probably probably intelligent about that um uh friend of the pod we have a uh, really good good friend who uh, may or may not run a parody account for jamie's beloved head coach and uh, i have a feeling we'll be able to have him on when we get closer to the richmond game to really spew the yeah the, the vileness that that might be required by that point in the season <laughs> Have we been marked explicit? We need to make sure that's taken care of before we have him on. That's We're right. We're talking spatters. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
Um, well, the yeah, thing we I, don't want to talk about either is like they are a really good team. I mean, we love to make fun of their high school stadium and so on and so forth, but they have done very, very well with the resources available to them. Um, they have. It's a smaller fan base. It's a smaller school. It's a it's a great program, as much as I hate to say that. Um, and it is fun. You know, in today's CAA, it's different. But you want to go up. You want to beat the best. And the two teams come to play. It, it's never a disappointing game. The result might disappoint, but it's never a disappointing game. That's right. I mean, there's been so many tight games the last – 10 years, it's been the best rivalry for the Dukes, for sure. Um, the one that means just a ton to all the JMU folks in Richmond. Um, yeah, I mean, I put that up there. I figured you were going to choose that one, so I, I uh, thought about another one. Um, I think there's been some rumors already, and we've had some confirmation. I think JMU Nation's had some confirmation that the October 14th game against Villanova is, not, is on the radar of game day again. So that would cert- that could certainly be uh, quite the quite the show uh, if that were to happen again. Um, but one thing that I think would probably be required for that to happen again, and the game, just because I agree, Richmond mistakes number one. But for me, it's the East Carolina game. Um, being down, living in North Carolina, this one's going to be a lot of fun. It's probably the first. I can't think. It's probably the first time that I can remember JMU going into a one going into their FBS game where I would probably be at least mildly disappointed if they didn't come away with a win in this game. Um, But that's not to say I'm in any way thinking of it as a sure thing, but I can't, maybe the SMU game a little bit. I think we had hopes for the Akron game, but I can't really remember a, um, a one, a game where I felt confident. I felt like Jamie was stepping on the field with really a, not just a, a chance, but you know they may step on the field as favorites in that game, um, and that should be a lot of fun. And it will be, and it's, yeah, yeah. And unlike unlike SMU, I know ECU was down last year, but that is a pretty legitimate kind of G five program. You know, they get tremendous fan support. Um, they've been down for a couple of years, but this is one that I think a lot of Jamie fans would be more excited about. SMU was great, but when was the last time living most of us living on the east coast i right. haven't run a lot that many smu fans no no i mean smu yeah. didn't didn't resonate with our fan base i mean obviously the tech win it was will never be topped in terms of yeah. our own fan base but yeah east carolina these next couple of years with the east carolina nc state west virginia run will all resonate with the fan base yeah, and all good. mean something to us yeah absolutely so yeah that would be mine um and I think that covers the <laughs> that just about covers the sports portion of the podcast. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, it's it's the off season. Give us a break, people. That's right. All right. Why don't you go first? What we're going to do now is we're each going to choose our top three favorite um, D Hall items, and then we're going to throw in a wild card at the end and choose our favorite non D Hall campus eatery. Um, just trying to take a look back because it's the off season, and and well, we're not going to do real research for this podcast and actually bring you anything of note. So, nope. um, Todd, why don't you go first since I've taken first on the on the real sports stuff? Yeah, week. and I'm guessing I'm going to get um, get to steal one of yours right out at the gate here. The other thing I realized when I put together this list is a I don't there's no particular culinary item at D Hall that uh, unfortunately that stands out 20 years later all that much. Um, the one thing that stands out to me is that my food selection at 18 and 19 was that of, of truly a, of a child. Um, yeah. Because my, my number three uh, is definitely wing night. Um, Wingdings. Yeah. Wingdings. Well, yeah. There goes my number one pick. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, I, uh, it's funny looking back now and having eaten 
you know, what, a couple thousand buffalo wings since then. Um, if I recall correctly, those wingdings were not particularly satisfying. No, they were just like fried chicken wings. They um, were, but we used to get so fired up to go in there and just, you know, pour yourself a giant bowl of ranch or blue cheese from the salad bar yeah. and eat like three plates of wings. Yes, that was. Yeah, all. well, we were there one night and Reza claimed he could eat 50 and we called his bluff and he got to 37 and wasn't even breaking a sweat. And we cried uncle. We're like, it's clear you can do this. Nothing in it. So um, he kind of oh. walked away vindicated. But. Yeah, wingdings were solid. I'm not a big fan of breaded wings, except wingdings. They were like, it was almost like mini fried chicken more yeah. than it really was wings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then I, I'm going to jump down a bit, a mm -hmm. bit of a uh, different one. I was a big fan of, of the stir fry way Ooh. down in like the corners of, of D Hall. Yes. Um, like past door four subs or whatever that was. You could go down there and just like, you had those shrimp that goodness only knows what they really were. Like they were very, very tiny, odd looking <laughs> shrimp. You had the chicken, but you had it all. And you had the people kind of like coaching you through it. Um, that was like my go-to whenever I get kind of sick of the normal entrees, you could go down there and, and get yourself a nice little like pre Mongolian barbecue um, Harrisonburg style. So yes, the, the if, finest. If just, <laughs> yeah. It, Without flaming volcanoes, it's really Harrisburg establishments. But it was it was still pretty good for a Tuesday night, you know, as a sophomore or whatever. Those those little shrimp were the finest fresh frozen farmed shrimp you could find yeah, anywhere. I mean, it was really the benefit of being in an oceanfront community like Harrisonburg, Virginia. So. <laughs> That's right. Um, my number two was uh, this is a simple one, um, but it's the ice cream, bar, like going and scooping oh. your own ice cream and making your own float. Yes. And uh, as I'm sure thousands of JMU alums uh, before us and after us can attest, most of us had a, a spot where we sat in D Hall, uh, you know, or, or tried to get whenever the tables were available. And uh, where we sat was usually near that ice cream bin. So it just it always was always last was, supper right. style, all right. sitting on one side of the table, so right. look at everybody else. Right. So I mean, I I didn't miss many meals where there wasn't at least a a small root beer float at the end of the dinner meal. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go for for my next one. Mm -hmm. Now everybody, we we threw this out there on Twitter, and everybody came back with buffalo mash and blah blah. You might as well have just called us old. I have no idea what you're talking about, these people, this <laughs> no. buffalo mash. I mean, but we did have turkey and mashed potatoes, and there was plenty of Texas peat. So if you wanted to go with that, I like the plain old turkey and mashed potatoes. I think they had it on Sundays. I'm sure it was nothing fantastic, but it just was like big, old, hearty stuff that you liked when you were an 18, 19-year-old kid who just wanted to stuff your face. Which yeah. pretty much was all we wanted to do. That, so I'm going to go with turkey mashed potatoes. Okay. That's that's a solid second choice there. Yeah. Um, my number one is, is, a, is a meal, not a uh, particular thing. Um, it's all of D-Hall breakfast. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah. Very good. So, very underrated. Yes, very underrated. Um, as I'm sure like a lot of other people, I did not make it to D-Hall breakfast Monday through Friday. But... I frequented D Hall breakfast on Saturday and Sunday um, mm -hmm. after good times in the Berg. And yeah. uh, certainly going in there, and that it was the cure for what ails you. Um, <laughs> probably my first introduction to like really bad coffee, but thought that was great. You know, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Fill, filled up half with hot chocolate. That's yeah. right. That's so right. Get, right. Yeah. So it tastes like the stuff from the vending machines with the like <laughs> oh, ace, of, ace of diamonds on the back or whatever. That little breezeway between Wilson and Kiesel where they had the yeah. little machine, you know. Oh, yeah. they, they had the best ice. The best ice in those for the fountain sodas. I think at one point they actually had like a French fry machine or something. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. It's like, it's like beer at D-Hall. That's one of those urban legends. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, my, my final D-Hall pick, this again is kind of a meal, but do you remember Mardi Gras night? I do. Have, where they had the peel and eat shrimp and you'd go in there and they'd give you beads and there was like Zydeco music and everything. <laughs> I made fun of the shrimp, kind of, in the first one. This was legitimately good shrimp. Just just pounds of it, you know, covered in Old Bay. It was like heaven. And every year I'd forget about it. Then, you know, it'd be in like, you know, February or March. And he'd go in, he'd be like a normal, you know, Tuesday night, Mardi Gras. And then there'd just be this massive feast. Um, Nobody's going to confuse it with Bourbon Street. But it was was a pleasant distraction from from the typical winter... uh, Winter in the Burbs. So That's a good I'm, I'm going to go with Mardi Gras, particularly the Peel and Eat Shrimp. All right. And so we're going to do one more little item here. I think we decided we're going to do a, a wild card, a non-D-Hall. Basically our, our favorite non-D-Hall establishment. So um, for me, I, I hope I'm not stealing yours on this one, but there's no doubt for me it was Lakeside Express. Uh, Lakeside. Very good sandwiches. Yes. I lived in Eagle my freshman year, and so Lakeside was by far the closest dinner option um, and a frequented spot for my hallway. Um, I love that place, just going and getting that big sandwich and some some kind of awful chips, soggy yeah. chips or something. But Yeah, we used to get yeah. Sunday nights. That was my go-to Sunday nights, like for go. X-Files or something. <laughs> That's decent. Uh-huh. That's decent. But you absolutely blew it. The steakhouse is still oh. on the board, and you left the steakhouse. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought you were going to go with a double punch at Duke's, but no, no you're right. Or could have gone Amigos or whatever that Mexican was that, that was short-lived. The steakhouse was, like, amazing. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. most, some of you people might not even know what it was, but, like, back, what was it, Warren Hall or Taylor Hall or whatever the student union was yeah, back Taylor. when that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Warren when there was a bookstore yeah. there. They had that steakhouse on the top floor, and... I, I don't know. You'd, you'd have to make reservations. You only got like, um, and you can make reservations. And you'd go and it was like a sit down dinner and it was dining hall style, but you got St. Louis style steak. I still have no idea what that was, but it was some sort of like seasoning, probably like just like some McCormick's seasoning that they threw on there yeah. and French silk pie. And it was amazing. Oh, it was just for a punch. Yes. And you go in there and the only thing was you had to have cash because you had to tip the waitresses who were all like your classmates. So you couldn't, you couldn't step on, but that was like just a little like luxury right there in, in Warren Hall. So it, that's a, I can't that's believe a, you left that on the board. I can't believe I left it either. And I have to admit that uh, a couple years ago when I got to go to the alumni conference, they turned that space up there into an event venue, basically. And the awards reception for the alumni conference is held up there with, you know, plated meal and DJ and that kind of stuff. And uh, And I definitely bored the heck out of my entire table of younger dukes explaining that this used to be the steakhouse and ranting and raving about the qualities of the steakhouse (laughs) i I still remember when omar made reservations to take his girlfriend there thinking it was like a real real steakhouse like a roots grits or something she came in to visit not you didn't understand it was just about the student union you got all dressed up and 
<laughs> She's like, how are you paying for this? He's like, my yeah. jack, my jack like, oh. I think he had to borrow one of our jack cards. And like, you know, he's like, oh no, you told his girlfriend her name was Roberta. She used my jack card, but um, oh, that's great. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. it was good times. Yeah, good times. But all right, well, all right. Um, clearly, we're a little delirious with the off season, but football is what um twenty something days away. Yeah, not even. I think nineteen now. Nineteen or nineteen. Right, yeah. So. Um, appreciate the feedback. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking with us, and th- this will continue to evolve. We-, we will talk more sports and definitely more football, and even working some guests as we get closer to the season. But um, hope you all enjoy it. Spread the word, and-, and please send us some more feedback if you have any. Hopefully, you can hear me this time. And if not, blame JMU's CIS department. <laughs> and lastly, you can find us in the iTunes store now or in the iTunes podcast app. Um, just look up JMUSB, and we're in there. So if you subscribe, we would love it. Uh, Other than that, go Dukes.